Oh, there he is. Sorry, Late buddy. again. I'm coming. As always. I'm coming. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Trunk Slammer Pod, the podcast designed to educate golf enthusiasts, professionals, and wannabes from around the world about all facets of the industry with the intent to keep the golf community motivated and tightly knit during these unforeseen times. Uh, Through different episodes of this podcast, I'll be having guest speakers that will be providing firsthand industry experience, great tips and tricks to help you reach your full potential on and off the golf course. So welcome today to episode three. My name is Joel Albany, the creator and host of the Trunk Slammer Pod. Today I'm going to be talking about golf course management and strategy tips while you're on the golf course. Now, Improving your golf course management is actually one of the easiest ways to improve your golf game. There's basically no gym sessions, no expensive clubs, you're not spending a ton of time at the range. It's really just thinking a little bit differently about how you play golf and score. And today we're going to be looking at how to build the perfect game plan to optimize your scoring. But first I'd like to explain two key concepts. Now, the first key concept is golf course strategy. And basically what that is, is a plan that will give you the best possible chance of achieving your goals, whether it's to break 90, to break 80, 70, win the club championships, or beat one of your buddies in a match play format. And the second is golf course management. And this is, in my opinion, one of the most important facets of this, but we'll get into that in a minute. What it means is... It's the decisions you make on every hole and each shot that help you execute your strategy. Now, the way it's kind of broken down is your golfing goals uh, and your optimized strategy and optimizing your course management equals lower scores. Now, let's talk about golf strategy and course management. Basically, the essential rule, the golden rule and optimizing your scoring it's it's not all about how good your good shots are but it's how good your bad shots are and how many strokes those bad shots cost you and i'd like you to keep this in mind with your strategy and course management decisions because even the best pros never play perfect golf and great golf strategy and management is about hitting bad golf shots and having them barely affect your score And the golden rule is conservative strategy equals an overconfident swing. Now, you're far better off picking easy shots and making confident swings than you are picking challenging golf shots that are outside of your comfort zone. And you'll be amazed how easy scoring becomes with this approach. When when I used to train in college and even before then, we used to play two balls off of every tee if we had the time, uh, a lot of the time I was at the golf course, I would just be messing around and, and practicing. But this was a very efficient way to be self-aware on the golf course. So what we would do is I'd go out and I'd hit two balls off each tee. And every shot that you hit, you'd hit from that spot twice, but you'd play the worst ball. So this teaches you where to miss off the tee, where to miss on your second shot, where to miss on an approach shot, leaving yourself the best opportunity to not make those doubles and triples. It's minimizing the damage where you can. And this ties into the this golden rule because no matter what, 
you know, most of us have a golf goal in our head and we need to make sure that we, we write it down and we need to work out ways that we can achieve the outcomes or your goals. And each golfing goal has a, a ton of different ways or I guess strategies that could work, but you just need to find the best strategy for you. Just because it works for somebody else doesn't mean it works for you. If your goal is to break 80 or 90, uh, but let's say 80, you could do this with, let me see, six, I just wrote it down, hold on, six bogeys and 12 pars, which is a 78 on a standard par 72. Now you could also do, you could also shoot 78 with five birdies, six pars, four bogeys, two doubles, and a triple. Again, that's 78. And both work equally well. Now you can't control your scoring. Like I said, we can just minimize our damage where we can. But you need to choose a strategy that you think gives you the best possible chance of succeeding. Now, if you're a new to competitive golf, you're a, you're trying to get into tournaments and all that kind of stuff, feel free to play around with different approaches. Um, sometimes you could play overly aggressive and then sometimes over, overly tentatively and then just see what happens. I used to do that all the time when I was training and we, we would play from ladies' tees. We would just give ourselves different perspectives. And as a developing competitor, I believe that gave me a lot uh, or, or attributed a lot of my success for minimizing damage where I could. Now, with that being said, great golf strategy is something that we need to learn over years of competing or just playing in general. But when you have a strategy, try to apply it to the course management. And if you're really serious about playing well, grab a stroke saver or a, an online guide of your course. Um, and I, I'll run you through this in a minute, but your, your aim is to apply this approach to every hole on your home course or competition venue. And that means going out, playing a practice round, finding the places to miss, and using your yardage book or uh, whatever it might be, a stroke saver or online guide to be able to plan where you can miss and where you can't miss and where is going to save you strokes and all that kind of stuff. Now, course management doesn't always mean that you're planning out every shot on the hole. Sometimes we actually need to work backwards. And this was an approach that one of my coaches gave me when I was younger that uh, I've taken with me and I apply it to uh, teaching other students that I have. Now, the first place to start with course management is at the end, which is kind of strange because we're, we're thinking, you know, what is the desired realistic outcome for each hole. I know you, you might have a goal of shooting 80 or 90, but you don't really have a goal of what you want to what you want to score on each hole. Now, although there will be varying levels of golfers listening to this podcast, um, there's a, a kind of a general rule of thumb or general aims as follows. And that that being said, it's let's say you're below an 18 handicap. Now, you want to give yourself a birdie putt on each hole, and this is ideally, remember. You can't control score, but we can we can try to, I don't know, put it into a relative context for ourselves. And if you're above an 18 handicap, give yourself a par putt on every hole. Now, again, like I said, some holes will be special cases, but 
just look back at your strategy and start creating a plan that gets you through that strategy safely. Um, once we know if we're looking for a birdie or a par putt, we can we can kind of carry on working backwards and break down each hole we play. And this is a very important facet of this. Now, I'm going to put an example in there. Um, the 16th hole at my home course and where I work, uh, Oslerbrook here in Collingwood, Ontario, it's a, a short par four. It plays 332 yards from the back tees. And it's, to be honest, usually it's downwind. Uh, it heads uphill towards the clubhouse. And it's not a difficult hole, but I've seen some ridiculous scores there that shouldn't be made there. Now, if my aim is to give myself a birdie putt on this hole, to achieve this, I need to leave myself anywhere from comfortably 100 to, let's say, 180 yards away from the green with my tee shot. Outside this range makes hitting the green too unlikely. So if I hit it short of 180 yards to the green, uh, I'm minimizing my chances. And even 180 is it's kind of far. Uh, but as a a developing competitor and a professional golfer that margins a lot less uh, likely to miss the green from that distance if you're constantly putting yourself in that mid-iron range. Now for me to to put myself between 100 and 180 yards in from the green I need to hit the ball 152 to 232 yards off the tee. Now where the variables come in we have bunkers to contend with on the left-hand side and water that goes all the way up the right side of the fairway. And it, it goes from about 50 yards off the tee to about 250 yards off the tee on the right side. So basically right is dead. And surrounding the green, there's a massive bunker just to the, the short right front side of the green. So now the bunker on the left-hand side is about 180 yards off the tee on the left-hand side. And the water runs again from 50 to 250 yards off the tee on the right side. I can lay up short of this bunker, but I'd have my maximum distance in, meaning that I'd have, you know, 100, 180 yards plus in. But I could also take, take on the bunker and increase my chances of a birdie putt by carrying it or hopefully hitting it down the middle of the fairway. But... I'm dividing that fairway in half because I, I want to completely avoid hitting the ball to the right side, which basically is dead. I'm either hitting three off the tee, three off a lateral hazard, or even worse, I could be OB on the right-hand side. Now, when I play this hole, I, it's really hard to make a decision, but I almost always decide to go with my driver. Now, this may sound crazy because it's such a short hole and there's a lot of trouble and the risk and reward factor, but I, I carry my driver around 280 to 285 yards. This completely eliminates the left bunker and just leaves the front right bunker and water, uh, which, which can be a very difficult up and down from the front right hand side. But to reduce the risk further, I aim down the left side of the fairway. This, this means I, I might end up in the left rough, but I would only have a short club in. Now, since I avoided all the water and placed myself in a good spot to avoid the front right bunkers, I'm, I'm reducing my chances of hitting three off the tee or playing that lateral drop from the hazard. Now, this is a, a good example of when hitting driver may seem like an aggressive play, but to me, it's kind of a percentage play. In terms of maximizing my goal of having a birdie putt, 
for for each hole that you play try the approach of working backwards and you'll kind of be surprised what conclusions you, you might draw sometimes that five iron off the tee may serve you better or or well but uh, other times with the driver uh, with a, a well-planned line and strategy that might be the best choice now let's talk a little bit about course management off the tee and I've kind of covered it a little bit already, but I'll give you a little bit better of a, an example here. So we're, we're kind of looking specifically at tee shots where most golfers will look down the middle of the fairway, aim, and they'll just pull the trigger. And wherever it goes, it goes. Now, this isn't bad course management, but I feel we can squeeze a little more performance out of your game. If you're really looking to drop your scores, to drop your handicap, we can definitely get a little bit more performance out of that. Now, once you've gone through that step one that I've talked about, which is working backwards on each hole, you should have a set distance in mind that you wish to hit it off the tee. And this narrows your club selection down to a, you know, maybe a club or two, depending on the conditions that day. And the next step is to to finalize your club selection and to hone in on one exact target. And as I talked about in step one, your ideal choice is to hit the fairway. (laughs) Who wouldn't want to hit the fairway? But it's also to take any big hazards like bunkers and water out of bounds, out of play. When you can't play short or long of serious hazards like deep bunkers and out of bounds and all this kind of stuff, you should try to consider favoring one side of the fairway like I talked about on my 16th hole example at Oslobrook. That whole right side where I could have hit it in the water would be dead to me. So if I can hit it anywhere left, even if it's in the bunker, that's giving me a little bit more extra room for error. You also need to understand your shot distribution and use that to your advantage. That being said, knowing your tendencies also allows you to further focus on your end target and what I mean by tendencies is meaning are you cutting the ball today are you hitting a little draw are you hitting it straight which all of us would wish we we could do all the time but being aware of the tendencies is very important because they they can almost change daily and uh, like even for me when I go out we just kind of have to roll with that type of shot that we're hitting on that particular day because we we really can't change it and you're not going to start changing stuff on the golf course uh, that you you weren't doing on the driving range that morning it just doesn't make sense so we just kind of have to roll with that tendency that day and now the last step is kind of to finalize your target off the tee and this was a very important facet that my coaches um, really drove deep into my thought process and my routine was to pick a target in the in the horizon and it could be a, like a distant landmark uh, a tree a tree branch anything that stands out to you on your desired line and once you've you really have your target the process is simple make the best possible swing you can towards that target and don't worry about bunkers out of bounds or anything else at ground level just focus on that target in the horizon and make the best swing that you can and it, it that has really helped me in my game uh, tremendously over the years it's it's reduced my 
margin for error and has reduced those bad holes, those doubles and triples, and has kind of given me that damage control button that I really needed. So that's a very important facet of course management in itself. Now let's talk a little bit about course management into the greens. And here we kind of follow a similar process to tee shots. And it, it's it's amazing how many amateur golfers reach for club and aim straight at the pin. But great players that I work with and play with, they will aim away from flags and towards the center of the green. Now, here we actually have to look back at our strategy. If If you're looking to make lots of pars, you should be happy, more than happy, putting for the middle of the green all the time. The middle of the green never really leaves you a long putt. So the chances of you two-putting almost every time or making that birdie putt once in a while are much higher than going after that pin and hitting it short or, you know, 10, 15 yards right. Now, you want to try to aim to get the ball as close to as pin high as possible. And now a lot of amateurs love to take dead aim at the flag, but they're not usually concerned about distance control. Now, let's let's say a, a number, uh, 135-ish may sound like good course strategy. However, being five yards off with your planning means an extra 15 plus feet added onto your pot or chip, greenside chip, wherever you might be. And distance control really does matter. In my opinion, um, a rangefinder like a, a Bushnell or whatever you might use, it's way more valuable than rough estimates to the front and back of the green that most courses will give you. It's also very important to take time and practice to work out your distance control and your distances in between every club, you know, every six months or so. The only time to shy away from being pinned high is when the flag is dangerously close to the front or back of the green. In these instances, find out the distance to the pin, then pick a target distance maybe five yards closer to the center of the green. Making these really small adjustments really adds up over the course of a round. And making two considerate decisions like this is often the difference between someone being like a 10 and a 7 handicap or even less. And lastly, try to consider your shot tendencies. Like I talked about before, sometimes they change, but for the most part you have a go-to shot or one that you're hitting on a particular day. Now, when we talk about tendencies, we look at statistics and data, um, let's say from, I have a chart here from TrackMan, uh, which is a distance measuring device and a, a golf ball simulation uh, device that will show you uh, tendencies, club, club head speed, ball speed, all these kind of statistics that you almost never need to know unless you're a touring professional. And with TrackMan, it's proven that in amateur golf, 80% of mid-iron shots finish short of the intended target for amateurs. And I'll say that again, 80% of mid-iron shots end up short. But what does that really mean? Unless you hit the ball like Tiger or any touring professional, you may, you may want to end up 
hitting an extra club for every approach shot and just just see what happens to your green and regulation and scoring. I do this sometimes too where I'll just hit irons off the tee and my my green and regulation numbers go up significantly when I'm just relaxed and I'm taking that extra club and just popping it in the middle of the green. I mean on average when I was younger I would hit about 12 greens around which is pretty good for for most amateur players but for those who are in a developing competitor mindset and a professional golfer mindset where we're trying to lower our scores every day and lowering our scores means hitting a shot to the middle of the green and trying to make a birdie putt but greens and regulation is a huge facet of that because if you don't hit the green and regulation you don't have birdie putt to begin with so that's that's a very important aspect of this as well just take that extra club try it out i mean you got nothing to lose and let's talk a little bit about course management around the greens this is kind of one of the areas where pros on tour seriously shine if you you see how many putts they make and you look at statistics um i'm sure you could pull it up on pga's website it's unbelievable the putts they make in a certain radius and how close their leg putts are it's it's unbelievable the three putt um, tendencies it's it's very very cool to see the the statistics for sure but you have to be very clear with what's possible and if you have a simple chip inside 15 20 yards try to aim to hole it i mean you're not going to hole it every time but there's no reason why you shouldn't try now many coaches will suggest that you aim for like a three foot radius around the hole when you play chips and uh, our leg putting on the greens but research suggests picking precise targets tends to minimize the error around that point now if you look at amateur and pros putting stats we see a very very clear trend and that's that every additional foot they are from the hole leads to fewer putts hold obviously the further you are the less chance you have to make it but if you have a terrible lie or a large bunker in the way and no green to work with, then you should aim 15 feet past the pin and make a positive pitch towards this spot. You're minimizing that damage. And in this particular situation, you, you rarely end up hitting your pitch that far. But you're minimizing your chances of that dreaded double or triple bogey. And I talk about this a lot. Um, it was one of the biggest facets of golf when I was becoming a competitive player and a college level, a collegiate level player, was that we're trying to minimize those doubles and triples and even the bogeys in some cases. I mean, if you have a short, short-sided pitch and the flag's tucked uh, on the short side, you have a bunker in front of you, just hit it long. It's better than trying to play a miracle shot and putting it in the bunker in front of you if you're trying to get it over that to a, a short-sided chip but instead of hitting that second bunker shot and now you're two putting for your double you could have just picked up that bogey and and taken off and just minimize that damage from there and that's that's very very important and I've carried that with me and I'll continue to carry that with me um, through my golf career now when you're when you're pitching and chipping um Try visualizing uh, a landing spot and the roll of the golf ball as it kind of tracks towards the hole. Now, this comes with a lot of practice. Now, I have so many people ask me as a coach, should I use an eight iron? Should I use a sand wedge? Should I use a putter, lob wedge, whatever? And the answer is this. Practice with all of them and then choose the option you feel most confident with on the, on the course. I mean, 
try not to choose a club because you think it's what most golfers should use. Do it because it's comfortable for you. Now, we've talked about strategy on the golf course, off the tee, approaching the greens. And strategy and golf course management is a key ingredient in scoring. Be clear with your strategy and try to break down each hole and work backwards to come up with the best plan that you can. Now, and I'm not guaranteeing that this is this is going to be successful for you, but it's going to maximize your chances. And now, next time you head out for a round of golf, try to wipe that slate clean. Imagine you've never played the course before, and just see what happens when you apply this new approach to every hole. And I've I really hope that you found this podcast helpful. It's uh, it's some simple tips and tricks that. I have I've used through my golfing career that have drastically lowered my scores, lowered my handicap, and uh, have overall helped me enjoy the game to the extent that I do today. I'd like to thank Epidemic Sound for the sound effects and the music to go along with this podcast, as well as our listeners from wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in to the Trunk Slammer Pod from the World Headquarters here in Collingwood, Ontario. Remember, don't be late for your tea time. We'll see you next time.